not to say I do think we should sell our bathwater. You know, if we all start taking baths, TMFT bathwater should hit shelves this this Christmas. How this do Christmas? we price it? Well, it depends. You can do the you know John Solo bath, Mark Solo bath, <laughs> Peter Solo bath, or the John and Peter bath, or the John and Mark bath, Ooh. or the all three. Of it looks us. like you're like reading off of something right now. <laughs> well, yeah, he's Just reading off the the all of pay options that yeah, we yeah. set up on our PayPal. Well, and I guess the Peter Mark. Yeah, duo, and then the all of us. Yeah, the the three the three of us taking a bath. That I think that should be the highest priced. Obviously, but Nashville has some hard water, so I don't. I feel like that wouldn't be oh, good would, for very long. We should Google whether that transports well. Hard but, water yeah. for some hard boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that should be hitting the shelves by Christmas. Anyway, um, hello, hello, welcome to the Too Much Free Time podcast. I'm your host Mark Burris. With me, as always, time. is <laughs> Peter Blankenship and yeah. John Girdler. He's waiting for the right line to <gasps> sync it up with. Yeah. Before we start, this actually... I already just started. I know, I know. But before we actually get into it, this was a story that I wanted to tell John on the way over, but I said, you have to hear, and this applies to the podcast. Okay. Without, you may continue. Was out rubbing elbows with some of the people at work, and this guy who was out on a date came up to me, and he said, I love your podcast. And then I was like, he surely can't be talking about this one, Right. I let him continue to talk, and he's like, you know, on crypto. <laughs> it's like, nope, not me. Oh. Not me. He's like, you're sure? Like, you're not messing with me? <laughs> it's like, no, I promise. He's like, because my girlfriend, she didn't think it was you, but like, it's you, right? <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. Did you ask him what crypto he thought you were selling? No, no, no. But he bought me a drink. Like, Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. That was a perfect opportunity to sell him our bathwater. <laughs> <laughs> he, might, he might have bought it, though. Even when he was leaving, he like... He looked back and waved. Like, Give me the wink of like, I understand yeah. who you are. That's really <laughs> yeah. funny. It's like, you can't say out loud, but I get it. <laughs> yeah. You're, oh, man, should we pivot into crypto? I guess. <laughs> and I look just like this guy. That's amazing. We yeah. got to look that up. So you found the podcast? No. Oh. He just said I did. Oh. oh no, I mean, man. you found what he was talking about. I should. I should have. Yeah, I should have uh, for today. Uh, and then we could have name dropped that so people could redirect their listens. To, to them. <laughs> to them. <laughs> no, John, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> anyway, it's a great yeah, story. Sorry. I'm, no, sorry, I'm happy just... you brought that up. I'm happy you brought Our that up. Our producer could cut that out later if they <laughs> want. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's funny that we, we didn't really have a theme going. Like, we didn't pick a theme, but we did pick two movies that fall into what I would argue the same genre, which is the what we talked about during Glass Onion, the, uh, the eat the rich kind of genre that's happening. Uh, both take place on an island. Like I said, both involve upward scale. Like I don't think everyone in that room was rich, quote unquote, but the majority oh, of them were. I think they were. It seemed like they were. Well, yeah, I, I just mean like a couple of the characters, like Tyler and then um, John Linguizamo's assistant. Like we didn't really get how much they get paid, but oh, they're yeah. like, well, she'd been stealing. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. But yeah, this I was know. so. This was a movie that. Uh, didn't come out in theaters, right? This was a straight to like HBO streaming, wasn't it? That I actually don't remember. Because it was one of those movies I remember seeing trailers for a while back, and then I never heard when it came out, and then it was just available one day. And I was like, oh, yeah, that that seemed interesting. I feel like it had to be if it wanted to... Uh, I mean, it has to be if it was trying to be nominated for stuff. For uh, the big names, too, it seems like it would have gone to theaters. Yeah, I mean, it does I say that opening weekend was $9 million. Okay, so it... Huh. it May it may have just been one of those movies that did similar to what Glass Onion did, where they did like 
a limited early release in theaters and then went streaming and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It was one of those movies, the first time I watched it, I didn't know what to think of it. And I think partly because I have no appreciation for food whatsoever. You don't watch uh, Chef's Table? I don't. I the, the only thing food-related I've ever watched was Hell's Kitchen. Or not Hell's Kitchen. What's the one where Gordon Ramsay yells at people? I mean, Hell's Kitchen? Was no, to like fix their restaurant. You're thinking uh, of bar, bar Rescue. Oh, Bar Rescue. That's a good one. But <laughs> I, I don't it's know. It's the same it, vein. I think it's uh, called uh, Kitchen Nightmares or something. Okay, you might be right. But yeah. I only got enjoyment out of that because it was a British man yelling at these like middle American people that own like a knockoff burger joint. Yeah, being a meat like, and three. Put your life together. <laughs> You're going to kill somebody. Like, you know what I mean? Just yelling about undercooked burgers. Burn, he's here. <laughs> God, no, that was a great Gordon Ramsay impression. <laughs> I can't do Gordon Ramsay. It's but the angel we all need. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I just know so little about food. When I watched this, I think I leaned too hard into the how does this connect to the food world when really it's more of a, it's just food is what they're focusing on, but the commentary is more general. than I, I appreciated that more of my second viewing for the, the pod. You know what I mean? Hmm. Uh, what did you guys initially think? I felt like it never, in my opinion, fully committed to... A specific, um, I don't know if genre is the right word. Like it almost felt like it was like kind of funny and like kind of scary and then kind of commentary and kind. It just felt like a lot of kind ofs, and so it felt like this movie that was caught in the middle of a lot of things it was trying to do, in my opinion. But it wasn't bad. I'm not giving it a negative review, but it was also it. It just struck me weird. Maybe I need to see it again. Maybe I'd have a different feeling, but. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, though, John, Like, especially towards the end, because I, I think I told Peter this after I watched it the first time. It's I, I can't remember what course it is. It may be after Man's Folly, that course where it's the men go run. The, uh, I think after that, it starts to just go down for me, where I'm like, okay, we need to wrap this up, but... Yeah, it was. It kept building and building, and then like it, it felt a little unsatisfied. It felt a little cheap. The very end, which I know we'll talk about, felt a little like, really, yeah. like... The That's, dessert course uh, felt lacking. Yeah, yeah. So the whole movie felt a little lacking, in my opinion. But yeah, your your take. It looked you were explaining how it's. You said it's. Uh, I don't even know how you, it sounded like you were phrasing it like the glass is half full, and then I was looking at it like it's empty. <laughs> I was like, it's not quite a horror movie. It's not quite a drama. Not a thriller. I think it started out really well. Um, yeah, I think it it starts really strong. I, I would say that. Like I get it. I get it. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if I wonder if the movie would have uh, benefited more from like I know it breaks from the menu and it breaks from the structure that the the knight is trying to set up with Margot kind of doing her own thing at the end. But I almost wonder if it would have been better to have some more of a chaotic breaking of the menu. Um, not in the same vein of Glass Onion where they're like breaking shit in the room and things like that. But you know what I mean? Like something more because I think that's one of the things that deflates the ending is that everyone at the end, except for Margot, is like, okay, this is just going to happen. Like, they've just so accepted it that it, it feels kind of like a wah, wah. I don't know. It, it, it's weird. I don't know how you end this better, but again, I'm not a chef. Yeah, I appreciate all the food stuff because they did have a uh, Michelin star chef work with them to like do all the uh, food stuff and all the plating and all that. That that was gonna be one of my questions because, um, like, 
from such an outsider in like I said, the food world like that, like I hate eating at fancy restaurants. I just I despise yeah. it. it. It's I almost took all the plating as satire, and that was part of the enjoyment I had in the beginning, where I was like, "That's hilarious! They're just putting flowers on rocks." Yeah, I and mean, every every time you see a plate and it does that, what it is and what's on the plate, that's exactly how the chef's table show shows food. Really? Um, sh- yeah, and like has has you know the camera like going around it or whatever. Mm. Um, and then, and then apparently the chef was teaching, you know, all the cooks and stuff while they were working on the food, they were actually working on the food of how it would be actually prepared. Oh, interesting. Um, I appreciate the realistic take. Yeah. Like, like all, all the food stuff was really good. And then through, through the lens of all that, like, yes, this is, you know, talking about ultra rich people, bleh, um, (laughs) But then it real it is about how they've ruined food. Uh, yeah, I, I did I did appreciate that section of the commentary is that each most of them in each of their own way ruined how he, he both he spe- the chef specifically enjoyed food as well as like kind of culturally how food's been made into this weird overhyped thing I guess uh, or at least that's what I took. I may be wrong, but um, yeah, we'll keep getting in there. It did feel, in my very limited experience going to nice restaurants, it felt pretty on brand with like what you experience when you go somewhere like that. And you're like, this is like, I don't know, a cracker with seaweed on it, you know, with a flower in the middle. That's uh, not exciting to me. Mm. Yeah, uh, you know, I've done one or two of the like food tastings that are the crazy like twelve part menu nonsense where everything's like bite-sized um and yeah it's it's that same level of like and i I hate to say i admit that i'm a picky i'm more of a picky eater now just because of dietary restriction shit but um (laughs) because i have to yeah because i have to but (laughs) um, a podcast episode about that yeah (laughs) but um even when i wasn't as picky before that there was still in those food courses, there's always stuff where i'm always like ah shit i know i'm not gonna like this but it's gonna be weird if i don't eat it and I hate that kind of quote unquote pressure in a restaurant because I'm like I'm like Margot in the at the beginning where she's like, he's it's a service industry. It should be what I, I'm paying for, right? Like there's that weird dynamic. So that's why I always have a disconnect with the like high end reserved restaurants like that. I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird, weird world. Yeah. But yeah, I was curious about because you guys actually both can cook to some regard, and I can't at all. I I I am the worst when it comes to preparing food. <laughs> Mark burns water. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Peter makes a great chocolate chip pumpkin muffin. Bake. That's true. And that's baking true. And um, uh, your the shrimp bisque. The shrimp bisque. Uh, that's pretty shrimp solid. Bisque, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I can't make anything. I think I tried to boil water once and it got colder. I don't know. It was the weirdest thing. You make great bath water available for twelve ninety nine. That oh, felt man. icky to say. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike our bath water. The uh <laughs> um yeah, the opening of this movie it's I mean it's a pretty basic opening, but I was curious more of like we're getting into spoilers, obviously, but when we're introduced to Tyler and Margot, because they're the first couple we meet and basically mainly follow like we see the rest of them a good bit but it's mainly following Margot and tyler um did you guys when did you guys catch on that Margot was a working gal just now 
<laughs> I, I didn't know. Um, I thought she was just the new girlfriend. Yeah. Yes. Uh, me too. Like I knew she. They didn't have a long history, uh, and that was very obvious when they came to the island, and it wasn't who it was going to be. I was like, oh, so this is just like a new thing. It wasn't until they, Ralph Fiennes was talking. See, so on a second viewing, it was. F- it was fascinating how much of her dialogue with Tyler in the beginning is saying that she's a working girl, but it's subtle where you just don't connect it. Oh yeah. I mean like it, it makes sense without knowing that. And then when you go back, it's like, especially the industry comment, you're like, Oh, because she is also right. Working for Nick and the, Hmm. I I didn't, I didn't like call it. It was more of a like, Oh, maybe she is one when on my first viewing, when they're later at the restaurant and she's talking him, him off the ledge of the like, what does it matter what he thinks? You know, you're paying him kind of thing. Right. And he's like, what does that mean? And he's like, oh, nothing. When she said that, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe. But I, I thought that was kind of a fun twist to this storyline that she's not, you know, Tyler's girlfriend, that she is like a, a, a paid woman. It definitely changed the story. I mean, the I thought it was a new girlfriend too, but I was just sitting there wondering, like, why are you with this guy? Like, she didn't seem like she enjoyed any part of him or talking to him or anything. So yeah, but more like, why are you here? Yeah, and they use her well to do the the setup of explaining the exposition to explain to the audience what's going on. That you know, like they're taking a boat to this island with only it's twelve. What is it? Twelve guests total? I don't do that math right. Yeah, twelve guests total, and it's like closed table seating and fixed menu and it's like tw- what was it? it was like 1250 mm-hmm. a, a head or whatever that's how they turn a profit and stuff like that you're like oh shit <laughs> so uh you it, it does a good exposition of like okay so everyone here is going to be very wealthy or exclusive clientele kind of m- mindset um yeah tyler gives off his immediate by getting mad at her for smoking gives off the oh he's a foodie he's one of those weird like Clean, cleanse the palate to appreciate the flavoring people. And I don't know. I, I've never met a real foodie. And I'm always curious if I would hate that person. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I mean, I did not like Tyler. So chances are I probably would not like. Yeah. Like, I, he, he isn't what I would say a foodie is. He's the worst kind of that. He's kind right. of a phony, right? Well, I mean, well, he's. Well, he, he isn't because he knows the knowledge and the the tastes and everything but he can't execute mm. anything right and that and that at least was the chef's problem with him because he's like so you know all this information but you can't apply it it's like just a consumer yeah you suck uh <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah i understand he is turned to 11 in terms of that kind of character and i think most of the characters are uh, except for really the the billionaire husband and wife, that's the only couple that are like group that's not parodied a little bit higher. They they very much seem like a normal, super wealthy just husband and wife. Yeah, their whole point as as existing was to just be like, so I mean, this they're a billionaire couple and they eat at these restaurants like all I the Chick Fil A. Yeah, and they can't tell you one thing that they ate from the last time that they were there or any time that they were there. And not only that, but the fish that she calls out that they ate is like, uh, you buy that ish at Kroger, yeah. you know, like cod is nothing. Yeah. And it's like, 
it was halibut. <laughs> <laughs> it was rare spotted so halibut. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they had been to the island before? Yes. Multiple times. Multiple times. But the chef hadn't done this whole... No, no. no this was... This was the culmination of... Yeah, this was a, okay. a special he, thing. He yeah. invited them. As, uh, knowing who they were from yes. repeat, being repeat customers. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I, yeah, I get it. It was the more of the they take for granted the food that's prepared because they don't. They are at a level it. of financial gain that, like, yeah. it's it's wasted on them. Where like the flavor and all that isn't wasted on Tyler. He just, I mean, he's just too obsessed. He thinks he's better than he is. That yeah. that scene though with him cooking, I did get. I was a little sad. I I did um, feel a little sad too. That was very hard to watch, actually. Yeah. I think because that scene, we'll, when we get to it, we can talk about it more, but it really, I think everyone has that fear that they'll be called out in some regard <laughs> on something and be like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the only thing, yeah, that makes him irredeemable is why he's there. Anyway. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so we got the billionaire couple. We got Margot Tyler. The I like um, the finance bros are pretty funny. <laughs> Just, I, I think they were a good parody. Like, it wasn't super over the top, but there was very clear that they were like Wall Street douchebags. Like I, I, I liked that. Yeah, just doing this for the sags. Yeah, <laughs> I like <laughs> they're like entrances. Like, well, screw the clients or screw accountant. We'll put this in the clients tab or something <laughs> like that as they're coming down. You're like, all right, that's all I need to know about them. They yep. kind of reminded me of a Glass Onion character because they're riding the coattails of somebody else's success. That's true. A person we don't really see. Like we see. In the back, I meant to look and see if that was like the director as a joke. You know what I mean? Like some sort of like cameo. That'd be like a funny cameo, just because he's so out of focus that he, you know what I mean. But yeah, we got the finance bros, and then John Leguizamo and his assistant is pretty fun. Uh, I saw an interview with him about this movie where he said that most of them just kind of like not. It wasn't like full improv, but it was very much like a. In general, their conversation scenes, the director just told them they could do whatever they wanted. And so, like, John Linguizamo said he had fun doing that, where he could kind of just make fun of himself. You know what I mean? He said, like, a lot of, like, I don't know if you caught it. In one of the scenes, he says, when I when we did this movie, The Assault, like, he was referencing The uh, Assault on Precinct 13. Remember that? He's in the remake. So I thought that was, like, fun. And there's, like, a couple other jokes he makes that you can very much see where, like, oh, he just did that on his own. That's pretty fun. He also says that he based his performance on Steven Seagal. Yes. <laughs> I saw that, too. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. He's like, he's a terrible person. <laughs> oh, man. If anyone's ever got, you know, 40 minutes to kill in a waiting room or something, just Google true stories about Steven Seagal, and you'll be captivated. Oh, my gosh. That man is the weirdest Hollywood star in existence. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, it's fascinating. That's why I want us to do a Steven Seagal movie at some point in the same way we did JCVD. But uh, yeah, so yeah, we got that couple. And then who am I forgetting? Did I forget? The critic, the food critic. Oh, the food critics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they mm -hmm. were like my favorite. Were they your favorites? I loved the food critics. I actually agree with you. Yeah. They were probably my favorites too. They were the easiest to kind of be like what the commentary is because mm -hmm. they're so like stuck up and like it was clear the one lady was like more alpha and the the guy with an amazing suit jacket I'm I loved his jacket I was obsessed with it uh, was just kind of like he'd give his opinion and then immediately walk yeah. it back yeah. and be like, just oh, agreed no, with right, everything right. yeah. she He's said like, you're I'm an idiot <laughs> <laughs> I also loved the uh, female critics like bird kimono thing she was wearing that was super super awesome 
That's what Peter. That's what I want you to start wearing. I want you to get into like the cool jacket game like that. Like not like hers, but crazy bird design looking jacket would be fun. I think you could pull that off. It's just my like, two cents. Like a Noel Fielding. Ooh yeah, that'd be cool. vibe. But yeah, we so you know they're all getting on the boat and it's one of those things where we're kind of slowly introduced to them. And John Leguizamo's character, I guess we didn't say he's a, I wouldn't say washed up, but he's an actor that I guess hasn't done anything in a while. Oh, I mean, he's sunsetting. Yeah. He's sunsetting. That's a great way to put it. And so we've got, boy, is he in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, we all, we see, we see, uh, Margo seeing the, the billionaire. old billionaire. And so, you know, that there's something yeah, there. They know each other, but they shouldn't quote on like is the vibe um yeah. i was like is that like a runaway daughter or is that like a old before tyler fling yeah like, i thought it was an affair of some sort but uh yeah yeah and that goes back to my point of the the whole like not committing one lane it felt like they were drumming up a lot of like kind of miss like intrigue and like why are these people on the island and then like yeah, it kind of just yeah, fizzled out. Really brought them all in. Yeah, there wasn't like a. I mean, there was common the whole theme of the movie, I guess, but there wasn't like a common denominator. Right, you're right, because like that um, ended up being a coincidence. Yeah, it wasn't really a plot point. You know what I mean? It, so I, I see what you're saying. It does feel a little bit like they had something there and then just decided not to do anything with it, which is fine, I guess. But uh, yeah, and then uh, we get the boat right out to the island. The island with the oyster, the pre. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, that's what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I thought you meant the guy out in the boat catching the scallops, but you're right. They were given a dish on the boat that's, that was... That's the first instance of like Margo being like, why don't they just give you an oyster? Yeah. <laughs> like, I like oysters. <laughs> I don't need all this pomp and circumstance. And yeah, we, that's where we first get... Tyler takes the photo, slaps her hand a little bit. That's our first sign of like, oh, that was weird kind of thing. Um but yeah, the island itself is a it's a cool I I like this concept of a restaurant. I don't know if these exist. No, so this this restaurant, um, the writer went to one uh that was like on a island and you couldn't leave until you, the meal was finished. Like Wow. That's, that's pretty, pretty intense. crazy. Yeah. Obviously, it's less cool when you see what the like servant quarters are and how they like live on the island. But the island itself, when they're like explaining, I'm like, this is actually pretty tight. Like, they catch everything on the island. They raise cows to you know for the purpose of the restaurant on the island. Like, the island is completely self-serving. The restaurant. Who who is uh, giving them the tour though? I didn't. Re- I mean, I recognize her, but I couldn't place. She, she's from. the nurse from the whale. From the whale, exactly. I, That's she, it. She had Damn a big yeah. ear. She's in everything these days. Yeah. The nurse from the whale. Why didn't I put that together? I'm Damn blanking it. on her name, but yes, I, I recognized her. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, she's the... She was good. The hostess. Uh, is that, I was going to say hostess, but I feel like that's not degrading. It's not like hostess is a bad job, but it, well, she has so much more responsibility. Yeah, she. I mean, she's the front of house. Uh, she's like the yeah front of house manager, I guess. Because they, I mean, she was the hostess and the, I mean, the man, yeah, manager. Yeah, I, did all that stuff. It was so some of the notes for this movie when they're walking them around, and then there's like some goats that they're walking with, and I don't know if some of this is stretching, because uh, some people were like, oh, you know, there are twelve people eating. It's like the twelve apostles, you know, and the Last Supper. <laughs> oh, it's the Last Supper because uh, it's the Last Supper for them. But See? then the goats, there's like a. A term called the Judas goat that leads cattle to the slaughterhouse, but it's to keep them calm 
or something. And oh. so, you know, it's like leading these people. They're being led by the goats. You know. It almost seems like an accident, like a, just a coincidence that well, that goat. Why even have goats? Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. You're like, they had to bring them in. They're not natural to this island, I guess. I don't know. Well, mm. no, the there's a goat reference later in one of the dishes. One of the the, the food critic lady says, uh, do I taste a bit of goat? Is there a little kid at the end of this? She makes like a joke <laughs> like that. And then he says there's milk in it, but they didn't specify from what. And so I think that was the thing. I was like, it's goat milk, but I don't know. I, I did look for Last Supper things when I was first watching it because my assumption of the movie was that it was going to be, I didn't think it would be like full body horror, but I thought it would be more of a like, an, and then there were none situation where like each course somebody was dying. And I wondered if it would go like cannibalistic, like, where he's going to force them to eat each other. You know, I thought it was going to go that route. And when it didn't, I, I think that kind of fed into my like, oh, okay, then I guess it's... It was the not fully committing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really does think... Like, I would not have been shocked if... Oh, I was ready final, for yeah. it. I was ready for it. I was like, okay, so somebody's... One of these people is going to get murdered first. And, you know, I thought it was going to be a thing. Felt like it, yeah. But uh, especially because kind of how they do the island tour, where it feels... I don't know why about that. Yeah, it they're setting up like, places we'll come back to or yeah, something. Yeah, come back to yeah. where like maybe people will die or be prepared. Like the way they do the the meat cabin, whatever thing, the smokehouse. I couldn't think of that word. Smokehouse. Um, the way the door opened, I was like, oh, that feels like someone's going to open that later and see somebody hanging by the meats. And so much opportunity. I they, It also felt a lot more self-contained than I thought. Like they pretty much were just in there. Like the island was used in that one scene where they go running out or whatever, but it really... They yeah. didn't do a lot on that. And I island. think that was a direct um related to like it's COVID. Yeah, I think that was a COVID. I think uh. this was the more more creative COVID f- filming thing of like cuz you just cut them off from the island. They're all in that one room, so like if everybody's tested, they're fine. You know what I mean? It's it, it limited things, but I think it fit the narrative cuz like with these movies you want it to feel isolated. That's like the whole point like of these trapped things. Their, yeah, is know. that they're trapped. And it keeps it dialogue heavy, which I like, especially if the dialogue is good, which it, it was pretty good in this Yeah, film. I thought the dialogue was... It, it fit each character. Like, nobody was too over the top. Like, even the finance bros weren't... They weren't dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the way they spoke yeah. was more accurate to how those people would be, you know, as opposed to, like... Like, shows like Billions and things of that nature or um, succession, like they get that right of like, yeah, these people are assholes, but they are super intelligent. That's how they got there. You know what I mean? As opposed to like sometimes in the lowercase movie, they're just, they make them seem like the crypto bros on YouTube. You know what I mean? Where it's like, they're just spouting bullshit. doesn't make sense. So I, I liked the dialogue. Dialogue was fun. Um, but yeah, we got the tour of the island. I, I like that it's, playful you know what i mean i think it's cool that it was nice to set up that everyone's like excited about this meal you know what i mean like it's a cool setup that they're catching the scallops they're going to be eating later that like in front of them so they're that's how fresh they're going to be um i didn't know you could legally do that with meat the whole like you smoke it in a old school smokehouse for 152 days or whatever because that seems so high risk like she even says that if they did it for 153 the consumer would have the bacteria go into their spinal cord. Like basically like, they would just is die. Is that true? I don't know if she was having fun with that. She might've, I don't know. She's that shit scared me where I'm like, ah, like I hate food poisoning is the worst feeling in the world. 
I know that's an exaggeration, but it's awful, and so that kind of <laughs> hit me. But I know that's <laughs> hyperbolic, but <laughs> yeah. And then, what did you guys think of the actual layout of the restaurant? Like the this kind of modern, what do you even call that? It's like open, open, I mean, open air. It's industrial looking. Yeah, which parts a lot of it of these did. Restaurants are reminded me of an aquarium for some reason. I got that vibe a little bit too, but it uh, felt like they're underwater. Well, I got confused at first because the um, the sliding doors, like the giant glass in front of them, I thought when they first went in was like overlooking the beach, and then I realized it wasn't. It was just like the courtyard that they later go out into, and it's just it's still a nice view. But you'd think on like an island restaurant, you'd have like the ocean right there, and that'd be part of it. Well, they they are looking at the water. On no, the windows. Are. Wait, what? I thought they were looking at the. Pa- Don't they go out that front? Oh, maybe I confused no. where they left the angel. I thought that was. Oh, you're the right. Angel investor. He he gets put in the water. Oh, you're right. Oh man, I can't put in my head how this restaurant's laid out. Oh man, you tricked me, movie. You tricked me. No, I don't know if that was the ocean or, or if it was like a pool or something. Lake or I mean, it was too big to be a pool. That it could thing. be like an infinity pool thing. Bro is huge. I don't know. Infinity. This is, a, this is mm-hmm. rich people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> but yeah, the um, let's go to the first course, which I thought this term, a moosh boosh, I thought. <laughs> say it again. A moosh boosh. That, isn't that how you say it? Dude, I don't know. Yeah, you got it. You got but, it. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, it is? That's mm-hmm. how you say it? A moosh boosh? I yeah. didn't know that was food related. I thought that was like French for just, you know, like bullshitting. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that was, but maybe I'm wrong. Like, when that was the Kinda first. Like pleasing to the mouth. Yeah. A moosh boosh. The, uh, yeah, and that first course was basically like, I don't know, I was confused. I should have written down what all the courses were, like in terms of what the food, because the, the only one I can remember specifically was the. Bread with no bread. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I got it. Um, <laughs> but to be chef, so disappointing. So the first one was the chef's welcome, the raw local oyster and a mignonette emulsion, lemon caviar and an oyster leaf, and then the amuse. What did you say? Amouche bouche. Yeah, compressed and pickled cucumber melon, milk snow, charred lace. Milk snow. Oh, that was the uh, the thing Tyler pointed out. He had the He's weird... Like, oh, it's not cool. <laughs> like, turbo booster. <laughs> Some <That's> nonsense. <laughs> turbo booster. I don't, I don't remember what it was called, but Ralph, Ralph Fiennes references it later. He's like, do you want to put it in the thing? He's like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, gosh. Now Peter's got me guessing if I've said this right, but I, th- I thought it was a moosh boosh. But yeah, then Margo doesn't eat it. Because she doesn't, I guess, know what it is. She doesn't want it. Yeah, and that's how I would be, too, where I'm like, I don't know what this is. Okay, so this is my thing. I'm going to nitpick a little bit. Well, so ATJ, she didn't know. Margaret didn't know what she was getting herself into. But if you're going to a restaurant like that, and I guess this is what differentiates me from these people, is (laughs) that you you don't really ask for substitutions like that's there's no substitutions at hot dogs yeah like (laughs) because part of you going to this restaurant is to experience what the chef has put together right Uh, they know best yeah and like because that's that's what they're there for and that's why they're charging what they're charging and it's like if it's i mean andrew has those stories of even just being at uh shoot sopapillas and people don't want 
things that are from the uh, menu item and then they complain that it doesn't taste good and they're like because you took all the taste items out of the thing that's meant to give a taste so it's like touche if, if you're gonna go you just have to eat the whole thing like eat it as intended because it's not taco bell right like which, by the way, that's in my. I wrote down in one of my notes of like, I'm so surprised no one's made a parody of this where it's like a Taco Bell. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can. It's, it's it's not BK. Have it your way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sticking with your point though, Peter, you're right. I do think if I was actually invited to this, because like that's how I like sushi now. Was when I went to a really fancy Japanese dinner with my dad in Japan. I just ate whatever they put in front of me because out of the cultural pressure of like i don't want to be rude and like you know what i mean so i just ate everything and i so i was able to enjoy some of it and that's how i like sushi now so there is there is something to and, that and just because you don't like a particular item you think it's probably been because it was prepared a certain way it's like i hate steamed vegetables so that meant i thought i hated vegetables I went to a nice restaurant and had some like oven roasted Brussels sprouts. Way oh, better. Oh yeah, that those, those hit off the chain. <laughs> yeah, those but it hit. was only Game it's like oh, it was a nice restaurant. It's like I'll try these vegetables. I'm sure they don't make it the same like I had growing up. You know, like <laughs> yeah. Weirdly, I'm with I'm the same with uh, asparagus. Where like I hate asparagus, but when it's like asparagus at like a steakhouse that comes, it's like something they do with it with the grill. You're like yeah, it, it'd be hitting different. It'd be hitting different. Samuz bush. Some of plus, at, at these places, it's like a bite or two max. You know, it's like hardly a commitment. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like. Uh, Ty- I forgot what Tyler says. He says something like, "Oh, is this where Tyler gives the speech about like why he's obsessed with the food? Where it's the like people that worship artists and yeah, athletes yeah. and you know rock stars. You know, th- those people are dumb. They people that play with inflatable balls and provide nothing to society. But chefs work with the fundamentals of life and." It's actually like a pretty compelling speech of like why you should appreciate someone who prepares food. And that's Tyler's problem because he's articulating what a chef can feel like. Right. And, do, and he isn't one. Yeah. Uh, and like even because uh, it's, it's before that that the chef is talking about how they are not here to eat. They are here to taste. Oh, yeah. It's the please don't eat taste. Which I would say is the number one problem in America and why we are all obese. Because everybody tastes and doesn't just eat. If we just ate, we'd eat healthy. But we want to taste. Wait. We want to taste. Wait, don't you have that backwards? Yeah, no, that's no. what I'm saying. Raw Fines oh. is wrong because in America, no. everybody's fat. We <laughs> taste and we don't <laughs> eat. No, no, no. Everyone's fat because in America, they eat and they don't taste. That's the No, cause, but they like the taste. Okay, well, that's also where you start getting, like, <laughs> and you're just like, what does it mean to taste? And what do you mean by eat? Because in order to taste, one must eat. And in order to eat, one must taste. But, like, at, at <laughs> one of the restaurants I worked at, the chef is like, "We they're here to be fed, not filled, was there. Uh, and that's that's... And I that stuck with me to then why some of those nice restaurants, you know, you're not... You're not there to get filled. You are there to be fed something you haven't had before, uh, something unique and cool and things like that. So, like, I, I now have a place for that. It's like I go to Chick-fil-A to be filled. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't Chick-fil-A? I mean, Chick-fil-A can give me a chicken and it'll last the day. But if they teach me <laughs> to chicken, it'll last a lifetime. No, I'm there with you. 
I'm right there with you. You're right, John. <laughs> but those those because those dishes and stuff they can't be mass produced. Like you can't just like drop like you can at Chick Fil A. You know, you just like drop those bad boys into the fryer <laughs> and you're you're just like popping them out. What it's an assembly line and it's like in those because I. Sounding like Tyler, and I don't want to come across <laughs> as Tyler. That's what I'm, I'm sitting here thinking. Oh, no. I definitely don't think I'm better, but I love watching those shows and stuff because it's like that, that is art. You're just like, how are they doing that? Some of it's dumb, right? Like when they just like draw shit on your table, you know, you're like, okay. Or where they like don't give you a plate. It's like, I, why, why not? I mean, I, this isn't the MoMA. Like at some point, there is that caricature niche that happens in those like high-end things where it's like we're gonna pop a balloon <laughs> and it's gonna have some air that's gonna fall down and then it's gonna like crystallize it's like that's neat for like a Cirque du Soleil show but sometimes I just want to put something in my mouth yeah so I guess I take you need to pre-game <laughs> somewhere <laughs> else and then you can come in for that <laughs> yeah well and I think that's um is it no it's not the second course it's the third course is the no no bread right yeah, the breadless. Breadless bread. Which would be infuriating. Yeah. Which, breadless bread plate. But continuing <laughs> off what Peter was saying, I think that was a layered joke in the movie of like Ralph Fiennes also saying they're not common people, so right. they don't get the the food of the common man. But also at the same time, I think it was a layered joke of like the ridiculousness of some of these concept menus. Oh, yeah. And I love the... One of the lines with that breadless bread plate was, "They are known for their bread. It's like they are known for something that the common man eats, you know. And, and it wasn't something ornate; it was their bread, uh, which is pretty cool. Although, you know, <laughs> bread making is not easy. Baking is hard. Yeah, bread making. I think a lot of people learned over the pandemic <laughs> that bread making <laughs> is not easy. To be honest, yeah, do you still want some starter? Yeah, <laughs> starter, starter. For I feel like I, I feel like that would be something random that I would. It does seem like that I would be like good. somehow good at. Like <laughs> I agree with. It's you. like I just have this random knack to <laughs> make sourdough bread. The, uh, but yeah, the when you're saying try not to sound like Tyler, I will say when I was watching this movie, both Tyler and the two food critics, I kept being like, "What am I in my life that I'm those three people?" In some, <laughs> you know, like I know, like I think everybody is in some regard. I, so I kept looking for that, and I just kept thinking like. If I ever turn into that level of critic about even about movies, like anything like that, I kinda want someone to just like hit me with their car. Like that's just like such a level of cynicism and ickiness of just like like you said, like a Tyler thinks he's better. And I think the female critics thinks that way too, of like that they're better because they have this opinion. You know what I mean? Well, and what what sets the critics up in an interesting because I saw and I, I can bring this up later, but they were trying to say that every table uh, represents six of the seven deadly sins, and Ooh. then the the restaurant is the seventh. But for the critics, they say that it's pride because multiple times during the meal, she keeps saying and thinking that all of this is just for them. Like, it's theatrics that, you know, like, when the guy gets his finger cut off, it's like, oh, man, you know, this is all for us to take in for our experience of of this night because they were personally invited and think they might be the only people that were invited to this dinner, you know, like. 
Right. Oh, yeah. Like when he does the thing at the end, the, like you love that you received a text invitation from me to this place. So there's like exclusive contact with the chef. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Pride. Now that makes, <laughs> but I, I didn't catch that. That's interesting though. That makes me want to go through the table. So it's like so interesting. Their pride would greed be the finance bros. Yep. Because they embezzled. Right. Um, would sloth be the billionaires? Uh, let's see. Greed, the finance bros. We yeah. got Tyler is gluttony. Yeah, I willing sense. to die for food. Lust is Richard, who cheated on his wife. Envy is George, oh. uh, as a washed-up name-dropping actor. Yeah. Um, Pride is Lillian and Ted, who believe the dentist is for them. Sloth is Julian's mother, who does oh, nothing. Oh, who does uh, nothing? I forgot about the mom. We I forgot, forgot to introduce the mom. The mom. And yeah. then the Julian and the chefs, the, the wrath. cooks are wrath. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That one was I, I I almost would have said Tyler was envy though, but I mean that makes sense too that he's gluttony. I'm just saying my initial gut response would have been Tyler was envy because he's it's that weird form of jealousy where like you're he so obsessed with something that you wish you could do, mm-hmm. but you also don't take that extra step to try to do it. You know what I mean? There's it like is a weird because in this context, gluttony and envy because it's about food are kind of the same thing, right? It's just Tyler's is much more focused on gluttony being food. Right. And oh, and it makes sense with Tyler. I didn't connect this till you said that, but he's constantly grabbing other people's plates to eat theirs. Yeah. Okay. That he could also be envious of the food critic, though, and like wanting to be able to articulate. But he doesn't ever, he isn't trying to persuade other people to his thoughts. It's all about him. And what he's right. getting out of it, like he he's fine, like he's he's annoyed that Margaret doesn't want to eat and kind of pissed off, but it's still like he's not trying to change her mind. He's just like, mm-hmm. oh, you're stupid. Where like the critic is, and she she too is uh, wielding this power to destroy, and she thinks, I mean, like her her analyses of some of this stuff, you're like, bro, no, <laughs> no, it's it's not that at all. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah the um so oh, I, I think bread the breadless bread though is the second course I think I there's just, the the scallops are um after the um they're before breadless bread oh they are oh interesting because I I guess maybe oh because I guess a mouche bouche doesn't count as a course I think that's supposed to be like the before thing because I thought the third course or whatever was Taco Tuesday, which is where I got, I was like, ooh, this movie's getting interesting. <laughs> and apparently that was an improv. Taco Tuesday was improv? For him, yeah. Oh, that's fun. That is fun. We've I all rela- been there. I, yeah, I related so heavily. I, I love Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday's great. Also, that was the only food item in this menu that I was like, oh, I would love to try that. I bet that's actually what really good. What about the good. burger then? That looks really oh, good. Oh, yeah, the burger... Well, he put onions on it, and that's a no-go for me. But the um, yeah, the burger looked really good. Um, but yeah, the you didn't think the Taco Tuesday like the chicken breast looked amazing. Oh, so, yeah, but I agree. but so the, the, the the dish was called Memory, and this was the first, huh? Yeah, yeah, this is the first something's off for sure because he that? gives a backstory of uh, when he was raised in. Did he say Idaho, Ohio? Uh, when he was a boy. His dad was an alcohol, or her, his mom. Sorry, who we both of them were alcoholics. 
Oh yeah, I guess it doesn't work. But we I was gonna say is the woman that we forgot to introduce that's had her own table, which yeah, is a she glass was already of wine, sitting there when everyone came in. Just this mm-hmm. very old lady just sitting there. You kept waiting for her to be referenced in some regard. Yeah, like they were sacrificing these people to her or something yeah, weird like that. Something like, weird yeah, never for really sure. Took. Like I kinda went to Suspiria. I was like, Oh wait. From Suspiria, I'm like, you can't trust creepy old women that are just like <laughs> hanging out in the corner, man. Yeah, she's one of the what the uh, the witches or what whatever. are the sisters? The the oh, shoot, what are they called? They had like, like a weird night sisters. Yeah, the something. night sisters or that devil movie, The Elevator. Oh gosh, yeah. The uh, remember it's the Mart not Martin Scorsese. M Night Shyamalan. M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, M Night Shyamalan. I did. I furthest. Furthest comparison possible between. <laughs> didn't we do a podcast movies. on that one, or did? No, we didn't. We oh. talked about doing oh, Devil okay. though. We should. That's a funny one. But it's... yeah, so his mom was being attacked by his father in a drunken rage, was choking her to death, and he stabbed his father with kitchen scissors uh, in the leg, which is important for later. Yeah, stabbed the, him in the, the leg, thigh, yeah, in the thigh, um, and so that is a troubling memory for him, and so the third. <laughs> Menu item called memory is a uh, chicken thigh, chicken. Bre- I think it said chicken breast, but it maybe was chicken thigh. It's chicken thigh al pastor. Ooh, chicken thigh Ooh, al pastor looked incredible with some little uh, kitchen scissors stabbed into it with some tortillas that have uh, lasered images on them. It's a cutting edge for Hawthorne, as he says. They're always trying to stay ahead of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why that made me laugh, but that was a funny little thing. I loved the tart. Uh, the t- the tortilla bit. Yeah, the bros being like, what is this? Yeah. Tortillas. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That, I laughed, and mainly because I'm doing Duolingo right now, and how they, like, and, uh, for Spanish, and how they, like, repeat stuff to you. It was exactly how that lady does it of just, it's tortillas. <laughs> I like, though, that it starts out kind of, like, harmless, Yeah, how we're presented it, where it's, like, uh, the wife of the billionaire is looking like, these are pictures of us. Oh, it's from all the times we've been here. Like, oh, that's fun. You're like, okay, that. I mean, I would be creeped out, but nice little personal touch. Like, yeah, who is this? Yeah, who's this? But then we get the uh, food critics, and it's oh, the restaurants I reviewed, and we're closed. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like, ooh, that's a little bit more biting. And then it gets to the finance bros, and it's these ledgers. <laughs> it's ledgers <laughs> and scantrons of their like illegal financial activities. Yeah, cooking the books and whatnot. That's amazing. <laughs> That's hilarious. And them like talking themselves down of like, you know, we have plausible deniability. And if they try to turn us in, you know, we'll just turn them in, right? So we're fine. We're fine. Just enjoy the food. You're like <laughs> Tortillas. Tortillas. And then um what was the actors? Was the actors Mr. Sunshine or whatever the movie he did? Because that was also one that was like seemed harmless. Did we see all of them? I thought we did. We, we might have. I can't remember what his was. I think it was um, Paging Doctor Sunshine or something. Whatever the name had, of the. They had just been talking about that. Yeah, the John the... Leguizamo movie, or his character was in a movie, and called Doctor Paging Doctor Sunshine or whatever. And so that like posters on the tortillas for them. And then Margo and Tyler's is Margo or not Margo is Tyler taking photos of the food because they were told not to take photos of the food. And that's pretty amazing. 
I, I, that when I kind of like sat up a little bit being like, oh, this is going to be like, maybe it's going to be like a funny, fun ride. Like I kind of backed <laughs> off the, it's going to get dark Suspiria style and uh, thought it'd be a little bit more like comedic satire horror, which it kind of was. But like you said, John, I think you said it well, it just, it didn't commit. But yeah, so that's the first like, hey, this is a, uh, this is weird. But Again, like I said, it's the only food item that's presented to them that I'm like, I would definitely eat that. That seems awesome. Yeah, like the breadless bread plate was weird because it had no bread. And then you had the critic be like, oh, this, the thing like separated or emulsified. And oh, yeah. That, that's that's now going to be a running joke in there. Is that they keep bringing her a More giant of bowl it. of the, whatever. I don't even know what it was. Yeah, just, I mean, the oil, like, separated from the rest of the ish. Right, yeah. So go back to the breadless bread. Was I being dumb that that's just, like, stuff you dip bread, bread into? In, yes. Yes. Okay, okay. That's how I took it. That's yeah. how I took it. I was like, I, I thought one of them looked like olive oil. I thought one of them looked like butter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, but I couldn't identify all of them. So I was like, oh, shit. This, <laughs> yeah. is, this is one of those moments I wish I was, like, I could understand. Food. And, like, Margo, she got it. Like, she's trying to tell Tyler, no, he's making fun of you. Yes. Like, he's like, no, 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 it's not that at all. <laughs> yeah, and you know why she could? Because she's in the service industry. Yeah, so she <laughs> knows. I did, like, the commands the chef, like, clap, <laughs> clap, oh, yeah, like each clap. between each course and, like, the m- intrigue of his character early on. Oh, yeah, I definitely think Ralph Fiennes, like, I- I'm not saying he carried the movie because I don't think it's a movie that, like, me- you know what I mean? But he definitely fully committed to that character in a fun way where, like, he was very aware of the movie that it was you know what i mean it, it was i really enjoyed his performance for sure well and then that's uh is is it is it the bread the first time where they're wondering who she is like who are you oh yeah it's the breadless bread because mm-hmm. he comes over and he says you're not eating your food it's like there is no food it's like what's in front of you is is food and it's the whole then yeah that turns into the who are you yeah and, and then she's like you said not to eat <laughs> Threw off his whole plan. Mm-hmm. Threw off his whole. Menu. Which there are no substitutions at the Hawthorne. Exactly, it's important. <laughs> it's funny because we have a restaurant here in Nashville called Hawthorne. Is so it? Really? I'm just gonna think of that every time. Yeah. Where is it? Off Charlotte. Oh, really? The That's Hawthorne. Is it? What kind of restaurant is it? To be honest, um, they do I'm like this weird like. Take it to an island. Yeah, it's kind of like there's several courses. It starts with an amuse bouche. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like a weird thing. You were take a boat. It's it's like only twelve people. Like, I don't know. No, it's actually like all the all the dishes are named after Nathaniel Hawthorne short stories. Oh god, twice told tales. Yeah. I'd That's go. Actually, That's, a good idea. Yeah, I'd go. That'd be fun. The um oh the fourth okay the fourth uh, dish though is where things like kick off. Oh oh really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Um, Why is that? Well. Uh, does he? I can't remember. Does he give like a backstory? Does he have oh, Jeremy yeah. the sous chef just come up and? Oh no, he does the speech to Jeremy. Yeah, That's what I'm thinking. like he they they lay the tarp down, and they start doing that bullshit of like putting garnish and things on. Which it I 100%. This is when I was back on board of the like, oh shit, this is gonna turn cannibalistic. Yeah, because the way they did the like the flowering stuff around, I was like, oh shit, is that seasoning? And then someone's going to die in the middle of the tart and then you smoke them? I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I was definitely, so that was a little bit of a, oh, I was a little bit like, okay, are they going to serve him to these people? You know, I was like waiting for that and it never happened. But yeah, the, um, we get a sad story of the sous chef who wanted to be 
just wanted to be like the chef. Um, it was never good enough. Yeah. He was never mm. going to do it. Dedicated his whole life to food and was still just a sous chef. Sous chef. I did like the um, the question, though, of how he phrased it. He tells this whole sad story. He's like, he wrote here. He's like, he's he's really good, but he's not great. And you're like, oh, shit, that hurts. <laughs> and then just the, like, do you want my life? Not my title and my prestige, but do you want my life like that? That 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 kind of hit. That hit pretty hard. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Jeremy did not want that. Mm. And uh, they did a good job of framing this because you definitely don't see the gun until literally he puts it in his mouth and just blows his brains out. And you're like, oh, shit. Jeremy. 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 I know. I was going <laughs> Pearl Jam, Jeremy Smoker. <laughs> the, um, yeah, that that was pretty shocking. That was a good, it wasn't a jump scare, but that was a good, like, oh, snap kind of moment. Uh, rightfully so, the dinner guests are disturbed. Well, and now at this point, you're wondering, like, so are his, his uh, the people working the kitchen, are they in on it? Are they being punished? Are they, like, yeah. what are their motivations? What are they doing here? Like, it starts to ask, or I was asking questions about them. I had that point. question as well. I was like, oh, is this going to turn into a weird, like, he's punishing his staff or something? Like, you were, it was a weird, like, yeah. I, I, more questions were brought up as opposed to, like, oh, no, what happened to Jeremy? I was like, wait, are they all going <laughs> to just kill themselves in this? This like, is my first mini gripe. Um, mini grape? Yeah, with the, with the little bit of the tone. Because, so, like, that was shocking. And then when they say, you know, like, the mess, and they go through the ingredients. I did laugh at that. Uh, and they get to the end, and it's like, you know, R.I.P. Jeremy. Uh, Rest in power, Jeremy. Like, I think it would have been better to just go ahead and say what it was and not make the joke. Oh, at the that, end? That, you know, we have him killing himself. You know, because, like, it, it is supposed to be framed as, like, this is a course, and this is the ingredients, and now we have a joke now. And this list of ingredients of like R.I.P. Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> well, I think they had to do that. Well, I mean, I guess they didn't have to, but I wonder if they hadn't done that. If the when they eventually do the Tyler dish, I think it. W- I think the Tyler dish would have hit better if that was if the wanted, only one that had a joke. Yeah, and if you wanted to have Jeremy, you just say Jeremy, right? You just Jeremy. have him instead of R.I.P. <laughs> you know, you don't have like R.I.P. Chicken I killed <laughs> for anything. You know, like. Just have that because Tyler's does make sense because it's a piece of shit dish and like that should have been made fun of because he it that was just him trying to be what he wanted to be and he couldn't because like I don't even like what they did I mean I don't like any of the jokes outside of Tyler's that they put interesting really huh. yeah I like this is, it isn't this like you making substitutes to the movie though like shouldn't you just take it no, as there's it comes no substitutions at Hawthorne's they put substitutions for the setup for how that <laughs> how that is like that. Dang it. <laughs> no, I see what you're saying. Um, you're right. It probably, the Tyler joke maybe would have hit a little bit harder, even though it hit pretty well for me. I enjoyed it. The um, I did like the layered joke of, or layered message, maybe, quote unquote, of the mess, where it's like both he made a mess because he blew his brains out, um, and then also it was like he made a mess of his life. The, you know what I mean? It was, yeah. it, it was a good layered thing. Uh, but like yeah, obviously, obviously people are super freaked out. The chef is trying to calm everyone down. It's all part of the menu. It's all part of the menu. <laughs> and I love, I love that the food critics are like, I think this was done all for us. <laughs> like, I, yeah, it's, it's all, this is a show. Yeah. It's all a show. And um, 
it's at this one the billionaire tries to leave, right? It's after Tyler, or not Tyler. It's after Jeremy blows his brains out that the billionaire's like, "We're nope, we're leaving, we're leaving," right? And it's the whole like, "Which hand will you be handling this with?" You know it's I mean? around that time, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like people are trying to leave, obviously very uncomfortable. You don't know whether it's real or not, even though like I was watching, be like, "Oh, he really killed himself." I would be mad if it was like, "No, this was all a joke." Like, so uh, yeah, but the people enjoying their meal are kind of freaked out a little like this is the weirdest thing i've ever been involved in maybe it is just a show okay and yeah the billionaire tries to leave and he's like i'm gonna handle this and which hand will you be handling this cuts off that ring finger oof oof the hostess slash manager lady just quick with the taking the finger it's pretty incredible so now we know they can't leave they are they are staying for the full menu so uh, I think they realize it now too. Yeah, I think yeah. him losing the fingers, where everyone's like, "Oh shit, we're stuck. This is bad. Something bad is gonna happen." Food critics are still like, "This is great. It's just pageantry. <laughs> it's you know, it's very shocking. It, you know, wakens the taste buds." I don't know if any of that tracks, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, what's the next course? Is the next course they have the palate cleanser? Oh, okay. With the palate cleanser, though, is where we get Margot talking to the chef about just like she's not supposed to be here this is where we find out for sure that margo is a lady of the night a working girl and her name isn't margo and her name isn't margo like a lot of margos in my restaurant and you are not a margo <laughs> i like his language though when he's talking to her because it it at first comes across like he's speaking down to her but he's actually just like I, it's weirdly respectful yeah, it's of, like man to man yeah, it's like, like a weird. <laughs> we're two of the same. Yeah, it, it's it's like a weirdly respectful conversation about list, like basically being like, listen, I know you're a prostitute. We're both prostitutes. You know what I mean? It's like a weird. <laughs> I liked it. It was good though, and she's basically given the choice of like, told everyone's going to die. Would you rather die with them, the front of the house, or would you rather die yeah, with the takers or the givers? Yeah, or the givers. And she gets like 15 minutes or something because they're going to do the palate cleanser before the next course. Or we'll, there's the palate cleanser break, and then they're going to do the next course, which is uh, so that's her timetable she's got to work with. Um, yeah. And then we, yeah, we get like a weird tea palate cleanser, which is fun. And then we get a fun another monologue where it's we get the explanation of what Hawthorne's is, I guess, like the restaurant that. I forgot the name of the billionaire or whoever, his angel investor, but he explains that, you know, like this restaurant was made for him by this angel investor. And he's like, but in a way, since I don't own the restaurant, that man owns me. And we get this very, this is where I was a little like, I don't know if I get this. This is the first little, like, I don't know if I get this kind of analogies or the whatever statement they're trying to make. Like, it's very obvious what they're saying here because they have a dude in angel wings hanging above water and that's the dude that's the angel investor like like i get that that's pretty self-explanatory <laughs> but it was the first like i don't know why that dude was i guess okay he's just killing people like it felt very much more like the chef was just going around killing people as opposed to a coherent kind of menu i guess he is part of that same group of the people who are dining in the restaurant yeah, mm, but would it have rich. been better to have him with the finance bros? Like, just make them a table of four or something? It wouldn't be as artsy. But well, it, and I, I don't think the 
boss knew they were embezzling. That's true. So maybe that's a separate thing. Uh, but I guess maybe maybe this is the fallen angel is maybe a palate cleanser because it, it it is so drastically different than what we just saw happen with Jeremy. You know what I mean? Like it 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 just took me out a little bit. Which maybe that was the point. It's supposed to be a visual palate cleanser of some sort, but I don't know. It was the first time in the movie I was like, I don't know. Well, well it's also just showing that the whole menu is self-serving for chef. Right. The chef mm-hmm. is doing. It's not. It's no longer. We well, thought he's free. Yeah, we thought it was for the 12 patrons that this menu is put together. And it's oh, not. Boy, it's, were we wrong. It's <laughs> not. Yeah, it's all for him. I will say I did laugh, even though, again, I feels like it fits pretty well with what you guys were saying about the tonal s- problem. But uh, when he's lowering down the dude into the water and he's like, listen, listen, and it's the you can hear him screaming and then not screaming. I did laugh that Tyler was listening in this like almost like, oh, my gosh, I do. I, I, I <laughs> yeah. sense, you know what I mean? It was like this. He's like having this overly expressive listening thing like the chef. I did. La- I did laugh at that. I did enjoy <laughs> that joke. But again, it, it's like. So weird. She's like, man, okay, that I guess that dude's dead. We didn't even like fully see him. Like he was a blurred image almost mm-hmm. <laughs> with angel wings. I did laugh too at the signal to lower him down was the manager doing like the angels in the outfield <laughs> the wave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, but so yeah, we that was the palate cleanser or whatever. And then we Margot's time's up and she has to decide. And she decides to uh, die with the servants, I guess, with the food service, I guess, is what she decides. But I think she, you know, us, the audience, know she's still looking for a way to get out. She's got to, she's got to get out of here. Um, did I? Oh, I guess we skipped over where after she's told everyone's gonna die, that she goes back to the table with Tyler, and Tyler does the. I can't believe you got a chef's. Yeah. Was <laughs> it a protein or veggie? Was it protein or veggie? And he, she slaps him. Was it a protein or was it a veggie? <laughs> Which is what we were all waiting on. I know. Little did he know, he didn't. She didn't get anything. She didn't get any special food. Which f- that question does fit into the gluttony thing more. I'm happy you said that. That made me kind of notice. Like I'm kind of going through the movie in my head again, being like, "Oh, there is stuff for that deadly sins nonsense." So yeah, thank you for that, Peter. He has the director's notes again. Yeah, <laughs> it's me. I, it's me. <laughs> I, I wrote the movie. I will say this is my favorite presentation dish. Like, I or because this is four or five. The man's folly. Yeah, man's folly. I did enjoy man's folly. This was a fun one for me, and I honestly say this is like post. This is where I was like, okay, the movie's kind of going whatever. I just enjoyed every aspect of it. I liked that it was the chef admitting to his own folly, like his own what he's done wrong. Because we get one of the sous chefs. What's her name? Uh oh no what oh Catherine was it Catherine or is that one of the wives? Probably not. Doesn't matter. I don't remember her name. Catherine sounds right. But the female sous chef comes out and presents because it's her dish. It's what she has prepared, which is man's folly, and she tells this story about a few years back, the chef had basically made sexual advances, which she declined. And he did it again, and he she declined. And then instead of firing her or anything like that, he just ignored her and didn't talk to her 
for she said like eight months or something like that. And uh, she hits home. It's like he can do that though, because he's the star, he's the boss. You know what I mean? And so then uh, Ralph, the way they like stand off, I was like, oh shit! I thought there was gonna like be a fight or whatever. But um, yeah, she pulls out a pair of kitchen scissors, much like the ones from Taco Tuesday. That's important. Yeah, it's important. And stabs him in the thigh. <gasps> Just like the chicken thigh. Just like the Just chicken like thigh. Just like he did to his daddy. Right. And then he apologizes and says, I am sorry. And then... I, it's it's kind of just like almost feels like a r- weird joke, but I, I I liked it still that the men of the group are given forty five seconds to try to get off the island. Uh, after forty five seconds, the staff will try to. Well, we don't even them. we don't get all the rules because <laughs> like the guy. Oh well, no, starts running right. Well, away. he says uh, we'll give you forty five second head start uh, before you know my staff will come get you. And as he says that. One of the finance bros just <laughs> takes off. off. Like, I, cause for, <laughs> I thought that there was going to be a catch if they attempted to leave and then got caught. Like, I thought, right. Again, cause I'd be I a was, punishment. I was expecting someone to get cooked. You yeah. know, like, yeah. if you get it caught, we're like going to cook you. Yeah, like the last one caught or the first one caught gets. Yeah, I thought, cause I also tried to connect it back to the, the dish. Cause the dish is definitely supposed to be. You know, it's man's folly. So it's supposed to be all these men abandoned the women they were with to try to get off the island. But at the same time, it feels like they were forced to because, like, Tyler didn't try to run. Yeah. yeah. And he's then like, he's like, come on. He's like, no, you yeah. got to go. And so, like, that felt off. But <laughs> it was all yeah, brand I, for Tyler. I, once they ran, I was like, oh, okay. Is, yeah. Peter, I was saying, Pedro's like, okay, someone's getting cooked. Someone's getting butchered. Something's happening. Uh, but I ended up enjoying the fact that it was just them poorly escaping, running through the woods. Like the two finance bros that are running together, just like, get away from me, me. get away from me. (laughs) (laughs) I like John Leguizamo's just like give up. He's like, ah, I heard a pop. (laughs) 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 I did love the last guy in the coop. Oh, the chicken uh coop. Then they're like, you win. Here you go. (laughs) He gets like the egg thing. But I also enjoyed that while... They're doing the guys are running that. The what the women are doing, the sous chef takes them inside for their own like special dish thing, and it's it's just them hanging out. I like that weird level of you know, like ah, oh, fuck it, like just acceptance. And they all kind of have like this well, because they, they thought that the sous chef could have helped them or whatever. And then she's like, it was my idea yes. to kill everybody. That was my that They're was like, my favorite <sighs> where she's trying it. And he's like, this is really, really good. And, you know, like, you could do your own restaurant. And it's the whole, like, you know. The critic's trying to, like, yeah. <laughs> like win favor. Yeah. I love the sous chef is straight up just like, you know, not long ago, that would have meant the world to me. And she started, like, crying. She starts crying. And then all of them are doing the, oh, it's so good. Like, they're, they're like, trying to make her feel <laughs> yeah. better. And it's like, you know, we don't have to do this. You know, we can, you know, you can help us get out. It's like, well, no, the menu won't work if you all live. <laughs> you know, it was actually my idea, and I'm pretty proud of it. Like, I, I liked her. She was a fun character. Yeah. Uh, so that, like, was just a fun kind of scene in general. And, of course, yeah, like we said, all the guys get caught. But there's no real repercussion except for embarrassment. I love – I did love the John Leguizamo when he gets back. The <laughs> assistant being like, so how'd it go? It's like, went great. Fantastic. Killed it. I got away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the most honest like reaction, like, yeah, no, I killed it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that see, and again, I, I think this is like the peak because it, it leaned into heavily 
the satire and a comedic kind of tone in that dish. And then I think after this is where it like it stops that so because it turns more into Margot investigating. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. I, I think that's where this is where the movie starts to tip over a little bit for me. But yeah, we get the conversation between Chef and Tyler in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. Is that is that next? Mm-hmm. This is Tyler's moment moment thought, to shine that he flubs. I thought. Um, Oh, wow. I thought there was another meal before that, but I guess you're right. I guess because I like that Tyler comes back. Oh, like during the conversation with the women at the table, I like I like the fact that Margot and the the wife kind of be like, you know, my husband is like, yep. And it's kind of that they both like, yeah, I'm all right. And then Margot says her real name. I like that she introduces it as the whole like, I know you guys don't give a flying fuck, but and explains herself. And you see Tyler's like at a window, like peering in on them. Like so, he didn't even actually like run. He just like stayed around the building <laughs> to see what they got. And so when <laughs> he comes the, back the in, worst. yeah. So when he comes back in, he like grabs their food to try to eat. So I thought that was great, but yeah, you're right. So this is a Ralph Fiennes comes over and basically explains the final, I would say, twist of the movie, which isn't much of a twist, but it's more of a clarification of what this whole twist of the restaurant killing people and things like that being, which was that Tyler, for eight months or so, has been in direct correspondence with the chef about what would happen the menu tonight, and that he was supposed to bring his girlfriend at the time, which I took as she must have been a foodie as well. I guess to fit with the theme of the table and right. the sins and all that. Yeah, yeah, I, I imagine that was supposed hard to be Hard to know, for sure. Hard, yeah, yeah, hard to know, but the girlfriend broke up with him. And so he brought Margot because Hawthorne's doesn't seat single settings. Ah. So uh, <laughs> he intentionally brought Margot here to die because he knew everybody was going to die. I like how Ralph Fiennes says that. He's like, you explicitly knew that everyone was going to die tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so matter of fact. You're like, oh, shit. Um, I like this. I saw, I'm trying to say her name right from now on, Anya Taylor-Joy. I still just call her ATJ because I didn't know Zania. Yeah, I didn't know that until I watched an interview with her where she talks about how everyone says her name wrong, and I'm like, damn it! I love <laughs> no, her so I never much. Have a chance. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why real fans call her ATJ. I hope she knows that. But uh, her idea, because apparently originally in the script, she was supposed to hear that news that she was invited here, even though you know she Tyler knew she would die, and just that like classic like shocked and teared like, oh my gosh. But she told the directors, like, that's not how anyone would react in that situation. So she came up with the idea to hit, like, to punch Tyler. And um, what's his name? Uh, is it Holt? Kristen Holt? The guy actor who plays Tyler. Yeah, uh, Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt, that's it. Said that she legitimately hit him. Like, he told her he told her to, like, when they were filming, legitimately hit her. <laughs> and he said he was so... He was talking about how he was so happy that, like, we got on the first try, really, because, like... <laughs> That hurt. Like, <laughs> hurt more than expected. Yeah, but uh, I thought that was like a fun add-on because, again, I, I agree with ATJ that a lot of times in movies there's that twist of betrayal and the person just like takes it like, oh my gosh, how could you? It's like, mm, there's certain times where you just lay hands on somebody and be like, are you shitting me? Yeah, I mean, I'm dying. Like, <laughs> yeah. that is as bad as it could be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it'd, be, it'd be pretty aggressive. But yeah, so that pivots into what is technically off menu, but 
the chef is proving a point. Does that whole like praising of Tyler's like knowledge of food and you know you you spotted the notes and the tea and all this different stuff and he's like so we have a gift for you and gives him the jacket a chef's jacket with like the tape name <laughs> yeah he, he writes it in sharpie yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> writes Tyler on it customizes it Tyler's like God this whole thing is so awkward I know. it really is Tyler's like crying because he's so happy and he's like I'm proud of you Tyler now <laughs> now cook. What, Chef? Cook. You're a cook. And and then he's panicking. Oh, man. Yeah. It makes everybody come watch. What do you need? And then everything he does, he's like, oh, brilliant. (laughs) Never been done before. (laughs) I love it. He's like, he gets all the sous chefs. He's like, come over. Let's watch Tyler teach us. I love that when he's dicing something, one of the, like, it's the shouts or something. He's like, is this a new dicing method? We've been ignorant of at Hawthorne's. And you're just like, oh, my God. I want to die. It's brutal. <laughs> yeah, the secondhand embarrassment was so real. Yeah, this is hard to watch. It made me think of the Simpsons thing of, like, he's dead. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> he gets it. He gets it. <laughs> but it's just undercooked lamb. Yeah, no, like, I have it. It's called <clears throat> Tyler's Bullshit. Undercooked lamb and edible chalet. Uh, leak butter sauce, utter lack of cohesion. I love, yeah, <laughs> gross. Oh man, and he we, he takes a bite. Yeah, he takes a bite. Says it's pretty awful. Uh, <laughs> then he whispers something to Tyler that we don't see or hear. We see him whisper. You can see whispering. You just can't hear it. Yeah, <laughs> dummy. The uh, <laughs> and Tyler walks, takes the jacket off, and walks out of the scene. Then we find out he hung himself, which is. It's sad, but at the same time, you're like, I mean, he deserves it because he brought an innocent person here to die tonight. The crazy thing is, though, thinking about that, he got uninvited to complete the <gasps> menu. That's probably what mm. something about what he whispered. I bet it was some sort of like play on that of like, you don't get to be a part of yeah, this. Yeah, you don't get to see this through to completion. You don't get to do the job. <laughs> and he's shamed he's shamed to death yeah like shamed that. to death wow that's crazy what a way to go yeah yeah Man. yeah and i like how they don't like focus on the fact that he killed himself that much it's literally like margo walks by the door and you see him hanging there and then it's just that's it just Tyler's the legs. Gone. yeah you're like oh man because he's not i want to know how high up that ceiling <laughs> is though i was like I, he's kind of a tall dude well, i will say this is something it, it doesn't matter to the the movie, but I appreciated was when Ralph Fiennes and uh, Nicholas Holt are talking because Nicholas Holt's like six four or something. Like he's just a tall dude, and Ralph Fiennes is average height. And usually in movies, they do that bullshit thing of having the actor be on like an yeah on his knees or something. Or, yeah, on his the knees Tom or in a box. <laughs> yeah, where they like make it so they're level eyed and be like because people think that fits the symmetry more. There's a whole argument to it with cinematography. I appreciate when this happens, though, where they just accept the height of the actors. So, like, Nicholas holding him or, like, you know, he's having to look down at Ralph Fiennes. Like, it... I'm just saying from a personal opinion, I I enjoy when a movie actually just leans into that as yeah, opposed to trickery. Yeah, you don't need a, phys- a visual uh, cue for a power dynamic. Right, right. Like, especially if Ralph Fiennes, he's, he's owning this. So it's like he is clearly in control. And, like, right. Nicholas yeah. Holtz was able to look meek yeah like it's it's fine it's fine never in question i will say those two were the best in the movie though in terms of the acting performances they were and both amazing and i did like um most of uh wait what is anya 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 it's like annie 
No, it's like mm. anesthesia. Anya. <laughs> it's like euthanasia, but <laughs> Annie. But yeah, she she did pretty pretty good too. And the hostess. Oh, she the hostess great. is great. Yeah, the hostess but is I great. But I mean, she's pretty flat. And she didn't have a lot of time to do a lot of things, but like what she did. Also, in the same vein, we haven't referenced this, but the uh the sommelier that's uh, giving everybody the wine throughout. She he's very like not that much in the movie, but he I think he crushes it. Just his like dis- description of the wine. One of them actually made me laugh because I felt like a it had to have been some sort of joke about wine, which was the was like <laughs> not just from the same vineyard, yeah, but the same vine. And he just goes, hmm. Like, you know what I mean? They're like, ooh. <laughs> like it's wine. some weird level of wine. Uh but yeah, he was great too. Yeah. A lot of the staff was fun. Um so Tyler's dead. Uh since ATJ is now a part of the staff. Ralph Fiennes asks her to go get a barrel that the hostess ignorantly forgot to assign. What so unquote forgot about. Yeah. yeah, her first mistake. And this is where we get what I was saying of like, it kind of turns into investigation. Like Margot's looking for like how to, something to get her off the island or figuring things out. And Yeah, because we have the Chekhov's gun of no one goes in Chef's house. Right. And uh, she goes in. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, finds a knife and well, walking about. But then, like, it's it is interesting in the house that it has the restaurant's layout. In oh yeah, his house like even at home, he's living in the restaurant. Right, is he, like practicing there. Yeah, it's like a it's the kitchen is a one to one match. Yeah, so I, I mean, why would you practice in your house? You know, I, I think know. I think part of that is just supposed to be like that's how all consuming it is for him because. Even if you do watch these, you know, cooking shows and like Chef's Table and things, like I mean, you don't have a life outside the restaurant. Uh, it is impossible to do that. So I, I thought maybe that's what it was. It was showing that like that's where Ralph Fiennes is now, and then he he was able to keep that one. Well, there are two images, both very poorly edited, to put him yeah. in these photos but the one with him being the cook and then he's like smiling making a hamburger making like a hamburger of the kick month. the cook you know it's Kiss like the cook give him give His him roots. that thing that used to make him happy yeah yeah Aww. and then the host you feel bad for the yeah show. the host is surprise hostess up. i did like her motivation was like the you won't replace me yeah <laughs> like super culty yeah, that was uh, that was fun. They fight and Margot kills her. It's <laughs> just the whole you know, thing. But the, I mean, literally, the way I'm describing it is, it, it's that level of this doesn't matter to the movie. Like, why yeah. is this happening? Yeah, because like, the whole point of the movie is supposed to be this menu thing, and it's like the restaurant, and this feels so out of it that you're just like, I don't know what's going on now. It's off menu. And she finds a radio, and um, she tries calling for help. Yeah, calling for help with the coast guard and what have you, and. And this was another thing that I was the the Coast Guard fake out thing was another weird a little like, odd yeah I don't I don't get it like it, it's one of those things where it's like they have a Coast Guard costume outfit for their employees so they can trick people that they have already trapped on the island into thinking they've been rescued yeah to to have this safety net that you never thought they'd have to use right and then it's like was that was that the point of the menu too was like someone supposed to have signaled and have that fake out is that a flavor of the menu or is that 
a, a contingency plan. Like, again, it's such a random thing that yeah. you're like, if this is supposed to be structured and the only thing Ralph Fiennes has said was off, off structure was his dealing of Tyler, you're kind of like, I don't, I don't know. It, it feels, it feels weird. But yeah, the, like the Coast Guard fake out and everything. Um, is there one more dish? I thought there was one more savory course before dessert. Just the, I mean, it's just the burger. The burger. Oh, you're right, because she interrupts the next savory course and just gets the burger, because he... they I forgot what they're bringing out, but we don't get an introduction to it, because Margot comes back and is like, I want I want a burger. Yeah, she's going to send food back to the kitchen, which she yeah. never do, and then she's going to ask for something else. Asks for a burger. Just a plain cheeseburger. And it breaks him. It brings him back well, to his roots. And it's the only thing he makes. I noticed that, mm. too. It's he, all the... I mean, he may have helped with something in the background. I wasn't paying attention to the background when he was in the kitchen. But it was the only thing that, like, we watch him cook, essentially. Yeah. And so that was kind of a fun thing. And it did look like a good cheeseburger. I will... I, with the, I with agree. The fries. Made me hungry. Yeah. Were you it's surprised he now. went double patty? Like he went for a double cheeseburger. Like she didn't ask for it. She asked for a cheeseburger, and he she got a double cheeseburger. Like you don't get employee of the month for nothing. I don't know. That just surprised me. He he, you know, you could say he put love into it, but he also put a lot of a lot of meat. A lot of meat. I mean, I guess to be fair, he knew that. The rest was gonna go to waste, so he might as well. <laughs> oh, he could have just made this a triple. What if he had <laughs> just made like a. It's not the Whopper. Is it the McDonald's one? Oh, you or like a Hardee's burger? <laughs> the tiny little... Oh, oh no, that'd have been funny. But I was thinking of if he did the... Um, why am I spacing on the McDonald's burger? What is that called? Big Mac? Or yeah, the Big Mac, Mac, where it's the bread in the middle, too. Where he does the... That'd be <laughs> funny if he did that. But, uh, yeah, and she eats it and then goes... Takes a bite out. He's like, you know what? I think my eyes are bigger than my stomach. I'll take this to go. And, again, I, I guess... <laughs> I guess he she played into the right kind of heartstrings of him where he lets her go. Well, and I because this is hard. This is part the this part of the movie is we have to get her out of here somehow. How are we gonna do it? She's gotta take this to go. Otherwise, she wants to finish this burger. She just can't right now, Chef. She's gotta take it home so that she can finish. Is that okay with you, sir? Right, it, like, I, guess. I don't know how else to get her off the island, but at the same time, I didn't like this. Yeah, yeah it, it I felt weird. And I guess like the the not loophole, but the thing you can kind of lean into because she wasn't supposed to be there to begin with. So her not being there doesn't affect the menu. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think Anya actually ate the burger? I hope so. Hmm. She does actually smoke in real life, which is a sad thing. So mm. she probably didn't even taste it. You can fix Tyler. her, Mark. I can fix her. Nicotine patch. You know, it's uh, we can save her. The uh, <laughs> I'm saying her name right now. It's, it's gonna work out. The um, yeah. So sh- she gets to take the boat, the fake Coast Guard boat. I did laugh that it like runs out of gas, <laughs> which like feeds more into the bit that they just had that boat just to pull a prank of like, no oh, sense. you got well, rescued by the Coast Guard. It was never meant to go back. Right. And, and that thing. makes sense. But again, it's what I'm saying is like it was all for the bit. Yeah. Because that's not the boat they took out there. That boat's back on the mainland, but it, it's just gone. funny. Um, yeah, and then the dessert course, this is where I was like super confused because it feels like conceptually this was being 
the movie being like, see, it's like satire. This is funny because he dresses all of them up like marshmallow s'more things. And you're like, okay. When his entrance to s'more is like the worst thing to happen to like a palate or something, you know, like. Oh, yeah, because mm. it's it's not real chocolate. It's not marshmallow isn't anything real. It's processed graham crackers. Yeah, processed mm. graham crackers. It's like an insult an to. insult to the senses. Yeah. To <laughs> this scene gave me midsummer, midsummer vibes. Midsummer. Midsummer vibes. I mean, yeah. Lighting people on fire, yeah, there's a theme. And there or, was, I, all you needed was the bear. They even had a Nordic meat thing. They just needed a bear, bear in a cage. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love that commercial, fake commercial for the toy. It's a bear. It's, <laughs> it's a, a bear. bear in a cage. The um, it's a bear doing there. Yeah, but again, like just the image of all them having like the chocolate shit on their head, and you know, what I mean? it's like so Willy Wonka level bizarre. So that that is a dessert at one of those Michelin star restaurants, but they actually decorate the table, not the whole floor. Mm-hmm. With oh. those kind of like sugary sweet things, yeah, I can see that being good. I've, I've had at a at upscale restaurants, I've had like a ver a take on the s'more s'more before s'more <laughs> s'more <laughs> what the s'more um and those are pretty good. But you're I agree with Ralph Fiennes. Every even when I was a kid, like I could never have more than one s'more just because it really is like it it's a punch in the mouth. <laughs> I've also never had one that's really good. Like the chocolate's either not melted or it's too melty. Or the wouldn't you say that's burned. your fault? Yeah, since you like make the s'more ninety percent of the time. There's no one good like user error. There's no consistent method to make a good s'more. I At saw least over a campfire, maybe uh, in a kitchen. Uh, I saw one of those life hack things that it, with some of the marshmallow holders, you can do the chocolate threw it weird and hold it over for a little while. Like you don't do it for very long and then put that on the graham cracker. So when it like melts it, the chocolate more. So where the marshmallow and the chocolate meld together a bit and it's like a cement thing with the graham crackers. Just what I want. Cement (laughs) in my mouth. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. It's like some airplane glue that just, (laughs) shmore, shmore the, uh, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? And like, so then they, you know, blow up the restaurant because, you know, that's just how it ends. I actually thought it had been cooler to not blow up the restaurant, but it still have, like, have lit them all on fire. I don't know, something. like Cooler to light them all yeah, on fire. Yeah, it just be cooler. Because, like, I mean, <laughs> you don't blow up a s'more. You, that's actually like, the wrong way. People always say people burn the marshmallow is, like, the wrong way to make a s'more. So, I don't know. Ralph finds blue in the end. <laughs> but, yeah, we see Margot just sit on the top of the boat and just eat her burger and this wraps up the movie i don't know again like we said yeah. it's like a weird kind yeah. of ending it, it didn't leave me feeling like my mind was just blown by some commentary yeah they were going i don't know I just, like, wah, wah. yeah would it, it been better to have each table or members of each table die each course like would it you know what i mean like would it have been better to have like a body count or I mean, we had one. I mean, we Everyone's do, but dead. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. a, instead of an all-at-once body count, a cascading body count. I don't, I don't even know how I would fix this. I think the premise doesn't lend itself to a good movie, in my opinion. Hmm. Just, like, I, I'd struggle to even critique it in a way that would be, like, how would I fix this that I would enjoy more? I just, I don't know. It didn't work for me. 
it's interesting. It's a it's a very interesting conundrum. I will say there there was some great kind of commentary I enjoyed in terms of like the jokes that they were pointing at, which makes me think they could have made this funnier and leaned into that. Like um, when John Leguizamo, I think it's before the last course, he's, you know, Ralph Fiennes is getting ready to do the clap and John Leguizamo stands up and it does the whole like, I'm sorry, chef, I, I hate to be like, that guy, but he's like trying to figure out how to ask it. And Ralph Fiennes like, you want to know why I'm punishing you? He's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like Ralph Fiennes gives a story of his one Sunday off after like a super like multiple month with no day off thing. He went to the movie movies and saw paging Dr. Sunshine and it like ruined his day. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> was funny. I like that. Like John Leguizamo was like, I mean, I didn't write it or direct it. I, I just acted in it. And then Ralph Fiennes hits him with like a hard truth of the whole like, even looking at you now, I see an artist who didn't reach his potential. He like hits him with like that truth that like John Leguizamo's like, all right, fair enough. And then points to the assistant like, what about her? It's like, what school did you go to? Brown? Student loans? No. Sorry, you're dying. Like, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So it left no room for a full ride scholarship. Yeah, she could have earned it. Could have been fine. Yeah. But I did, I did laugh at that. That that got me. The just the student loans. No, sorry, you're dying. <laughs> <laughs> so like stuff like that, I thought hit. Like it, it, it's weird. It's a weird balance where I think they should have ditched kind of the horror aspect that they. I think they were trying to give off, and maybe that was marketing, a marketing problem where like trailers and kind of the setup for it made it seem that way because I think this could have leaned a little bit harder in the satirical nature of it. And it may have been better. And then I don't know how you fix the Margot problem of like how she gets away or doesn't die. Cause like, I think if you kill her, it, it doesn't work either. So I don't think that solves the problem. I don't know. The writers probably had the same conundrum, but I mean that you could work killing her into it because he is, he broke. Right, so like, right. it's okay that it doesn't. It hardly ever makes sense. Period. Like that's true. Like an idea of a menu start to finish. Like if it has to be explained to you, does it make sense? You know, like uh, they could have. They. I mean, okay. So I'm gonna walk this line carefully because it, you know, this this could be perceived problematically, but. <laughs> Um, they could have done a thing agreeing with you where she dies where it could have been a thing not necessarily she agrees with the chef and becomes like a part of it you know what I mean not like a Stockholm Syndrome thing but more of a Ralph Fiennes could have been like a you're during that whole service industry talk where they're both service workers you know he's making that comparison because I think Ralph Fiennes kind of thing is about how he allowed himself to get to this point and he definitely could have walked away and he didn't like, I think that's kind of a reoccurring thing for him, right? I think he could have pointed that at Margot in a way of, like, did you have to be doing this? Like, do you have to be doing this job? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, he does that to the guests. He's even like, you guys could have fought back. You guys should be thinking to yourselves, why wasn't I doing that before? Right. But, and again, like, there's people that are, very sensitive about how you talk about, you know, the sex industry service, whatever. Sex workers. Sex workers. But you know what I mean? Like, it could have been that question of, like, 
is it making you happier? Is it, you know what I mean? He could have done something with her where she fits the mold still of what's why everybody in that room needs to die that night. Kind of, they could have leaned into that maybe, and then had her die. Well, because he his whole life is about serving others, and then these are the people that he serves, which has made him hate what he got he, into. What he got into. Same thing for her. Right. Right. Like she is in the industry of service. And she does not, and and she's she's not just a normal, uh, like a run of the mill sex worker. She's like she's the high end where, I mean, she's getting paid today to go to a fancy ass dinner. This right. isn't a sexual escort mission today, right? And it's like even even with the older man, it wasn't really. It was yeah it that was, that reveal... there was a sexual tent, but it was like with his daughter. You know, like yeah, that was having, a weird like, thing. Yeah. So he has to, he's killing himself to get out of that. And he'll be like, oh, I'm freeing you. Well, he does say now you're free after Tyler dies. Yeah. But I mean, even from, he, he's, she's free from Tyler. She's not free from, from her life as a servant. Uh, which, as someone who serves since he's, other since people, he's already yeah. broke and he can't fix, he could think that he is doing her a favor by pulling her out. Right. And, and that would be a very dark, kind of satire dude for all we know she dies out there that's true that's true but i i think it the it would lend the movie would lend itself to that in a a better way than i think just having it kind of yeah be like ah, and she got off the island and everybody else died and it's just like a whatever they accepted their fates and i don't know it's just a warrant what if he like handed her the keys to the restaurants like it's yours now and then, like the ending scene is her <laughs> flipping on the lights of like his house, and so now she's gonna perpetuate this. Now she's island. gonna open her restaurant. Apparently, there's an alternate ending where people are gonna come to the aftermath of the event, and there's like a locked door, and it's got chef's decapitated head and severed hands, and the hands are holding the menu. But like final, that was a. An alternate ending is like that would be a little more horror. Yeah, that would have been yeah. that would have only made sense in like a and then there were none situation yeah. where like people are dying throughout the movie. It's like who did that though? Who did that work? Yeah, who yeah, who would have cut off his head and then Yeah. Anya. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's an interesting movie. And I also watched this movie after I wa- I watched another movie that I was almost same vein as this in Glass Onion called what was it Triangle of Sadness, of Sadness yeah. yeah and uh, it's they're not the same movie I'm not making that comparison but I the same genre the same genre that you know let's eat the rich kind of mentality but I left with the same feeling of like it wasn't a bad movie I didn't like I I enjoyed it I it was it was a movie but <laughs> I didn't know how I was supposed to feel at the end of it where it's that weird like okay you gave me that information but you know what I mean? You didn't know what to do with any of it. So uh, that's kind of my like negative review of the movie, but I still enjoyed the movie. There was very fun parts. Like I said, like Ralph Fiennes and um, Nicholas Holt are, I would say worth it to watch alone. They're like fun characters. So yeah. I guess what I like about this different than uh, like glass onion or triangle of sadness is that this, I mean, yes, we're watching it through uh, like Margot's 
lens, but the story is really about how rich people have destroyed another rich person. Like the chef is insanely wealthy and it's not it's not like a normal it's I don't know, it's not like a punching down thing. It's like a you just like ruined one of us or whatever, you know, or like stole some like went with well, that it's, great it's almost, success stole something that made him a person or no, something. Yeah, I get that. But it's it's not a it's again, I don't think it's punching down, but it's almost a commentary of because uh, the chef is a the a version of a service industry worker who's made it to a point of success, but he's still even at that point of success, he's still at the hands of these other rich people in the same way. You know what I mean? It's kind of that like yeah. class thing. But like if I if if you pull that out too far, like literally everyone, even the rich, are at the mercy, mercy of someone else. Uh, I mean, w- with the with the embez- embezzle bros, embezzle right? Bros. Like they thought that they were. <laughs> How cool. is that not a podcast name? <laughs> the embezzle bros. They thought they were cool because their boss also embezzled, so it'd be fine if they were found out. And then when their boss died, they're like, "Oh crap! No one can save us now. We're toast." Like they were toast, uh, literally at the end. <laughs> yeah, lightly toasted. <laughs> but like, I don't. I mean, John Leguizamo like was rich, but not really. He was losing money, right? Tr- trying to salvage something that's like. I would be. I'd just be really annoyed if that was the. You know, he's still a slave to someone. It's like literally everyone that works is a slave to somebody uh, or something. You know, it's like the shareholders or the uh, the market or something. You know, like there's always something abstract. Yeah, we're working under. Yeah, I don't know. Even if you don't work, I think that's true. Well, I think that's what it's it's what's nah, dude, interesting with to myself and my <laughs> desires. <Yeah. laughs> But that's what's interesting about this genre of the the eat the rich is because yeah, like, like I, I I I agree with a lot of what they're saying you know what I mean but it's it's all the like surface level it, it and I think that's maybe the issue with this genre is that there's not because it's mostly satire that there's not a deeper level to it that they're trying to put forth it's more of the obvious like. Yeah, that's that's messed up kind of situation. There's so no it's like how a, we would fix this. Yeah, it's a doctor pointing out symptoms but not providing like the prescription. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah it's the you've got this, this, and this. All right, yeah. well, good luck out there. We're tying <laughs> off with a headache, but what's causing the headache, Doc? <laughs> Beats me. <laughs> That'd be disconcerting. The uh, <laughs> the movie was unique and uh, like very creative, and yes, there were a lot of things that I it, like acknowledge were I guess admirable in a way about it but it just didn't quite right it it didn't stick the landing but i will always say and it's i almost always defend these types of movies because it's a weird thing of like i don't want to be too harsh because i enjoy them to an extent and if we all just be like oh this is too weird you know what i mean people stop getting them greenlit like they won't be made and i I want movies like this to keep being made. Our like, podcast carries a lot shit. of weight. Like, so we yeah, shouldn't I mean, be so we're going to save, <laughs> we're going to save, like the the we're like the food critics. Yeah. We're going to save independent film. Yeah. We, us single handedly are going to save independent <laughs> film from the grubby hands of a 24 <laughs> ruining this country. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I, 
even though I feel like we mostly said negative, I think we're all on the same page of like, I would recommend this movie. I would just give a caveat of like, it's a weird one. I'm curious, to, like whenever I would recommend this, I would say it's a weird one. I'm curious what you'll say after you see it. You know what I mean? It's one of those movies where I'm not like, oh, you won't like it. I'm just more like, a, no, it's it's interesting. You should write me a paper. Let me know what you think afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lately I've just been watching movies and it's like, damn, these guys don't know how to end a movie. It's like every movie I've seen lately is, it's good, but the end is not. Like, <laughs> it's like it the stops. Stephen King problem. Yeah, endings are incredibly difficult. And that's why just like, it, it's hard. It, it feels weird to constantly harp on movies falling apart at the end. It almost feels like we've all just accepted that. And so like even really great movies were like, yeah, of course the third act sucked. But like, oh man. <laughs> First two acts, best movie ever. You're like, <laughs> yeah, usually usually horror movies are like, the first five minutes were insane, and then the rest of the movie happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I applaud the... I, I hate that Hollywood these days is not creative. They're just making a ton of sequels or milking Marvel for all it's worth or whatever. So like, I applaud that this is unique yeah. and a new idea, and it's not a remake of something. But, yeah, tread I, lightly. Yeah, I hesitantly say this would have worked better as a short film, but I don't think there's enough, there's too much information to convey in how long a short film usually is. So I almost think that wouldn't work. It's like in a weird in-between, which I would say this movie doesn't really go over in time. I forgot how to look up how long it was. Is, is it under two hours? I, I think so. I want to say yeah. like hour 40. Because it, it didn't feel like it dragged. The only parts that felt like is like, oh, what are we doing was the Margot investigating, but wasn't that long. That wasn't that long and then the movie ended. You know what I mean? So it's pacing like time-wise. It didn't feel like some ugh, huge commitment, but I don't know. Uh, I, I'm going to say I still would recommend uh, Peter. Yeah, I would recommend. It's interesting. John? Yeah, I think it's worth your free time. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do next, but... Um, Maybe we should do something outside of Eat the Rich, or if we want to see, keep watching movies about eating the rich, I'm I'm cool with that too. But uh, yeah, uh, I think that's it. So we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Remember to follow us at TMFD Podcast, at, uh, Twitter. Oh man, I couldn't speak. I was about to cough. <laughs> or write us an email at tmfdpodcast@gmail.com. Uh, yeah, shout out to the guy that recognized me for my crypto. Yeah, <laughs> follow Peter's crypto podcast <laughs> and uh, stay tuned for our bathwater. Okay, play us out. <laughs>